Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the New Era Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If this is not your first time tuning in, welcome back. We're officially in 2021 and I'm kicking off the year with a special guest, Skateboard Lee. What's up, Leon? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, new? Wait, do you go by Leon or like Skateboard Lee? Uh, so Skateboard Lee was kind of like my handle, like through MySpace days. Yeah, I feel like, like you've <laughs> had it forever. I've been having it for like the last, what? 15 years maybe yeah. so yeah i kind of go by i don't go by that people don't call me that but yeah it's just kind of everything on the internet is skateboardly but you know around yeah. town i'm just leon did it <laughs> were you like you were in a, like the whole skateboard stuff right though yeah like yeah, that yeah. was like back in the day yeah i started skateboarding when i was uh 15 oh okay, yeah. okay. wait you have you done that recently or uh yeah recently i uh was skateboarding with my friend uh raul oh okay um, cool yeah we met up at the skate park recently oh awesome yeah, yeah i remember like that's been yeah, has been your username for a minute now. Yeah, I, I was like when I, I hit you up, I was like, "Do you go by Skateboard?" I was gonna like, "Do I hit you up as Leon?" I don't even know. Like sometimes some people go by their username, so I never know like yeah. what route to go to. And I'm like, "All right, fuck, I'm gonna just say Leon." <laughs> but um, I'm excited to have you on. Yeah. Um, you're you do a little bit of everything. You do like content creation, but you're also a vet. You're actually the first veteran I've had. So. Really. Shout out to you. Honored. <laughs> so uh, you you put some time in the is the Navy? Yes. Yeah. Um, how many years were you in the Navy? Um, all together, it was 10 years. Fuck. Yeah. That's a long <laughs> a time. A decade. Sounds crazy, Damn. right? <laughs> and, like, what made you want to, to do that? Uh, join the military. Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of got pressured uh, into joining by my parents. Okay. Um, right before I graduated high school, I was kind of getting into trouble a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they kind of gave me an ultimatum. ultimatum. Um, they were like, either... Join the military, go to college, whatever it is, but you're going to get kicked out of the house yeah. when you graduate. Yeah. So I chose the Navy, and mm-hmm. that kind of bought me some time after I graduated, and then I mm-hmm. shipped off. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when you first, like, signed up, did you, were you, like, local, or did you, like, travel right away, or how did that work? Um. So, yeah, I was uh, active duty, so how it works is um, I depth out of Sacramento, California. Okay. So that's the military entrance area, mm-hmm. and then from there you fly for for the Navy, our boot camp is in uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. Or actually, Great Lakes, Illinois. Oh, okay. So you fly over there. You spend three months in, or actually like two two months in boot camp. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you go to your A school. So you actually learn whatever job you're going to do in the Navy. So mm-hmm. for me, I was a hospital corpsman. So okay. just medical personnel. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I learned my job. And then I went to my first duty station, mm-hmm. which was in uh, Portsmouth, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did you, um, out of all the places you went to, what was like your favorite place you went um so my career my navy career is kind of funny i went back and forth between two places mm-hmm. i went uh from portsmouth virginia to okinawa japan oh, back shit. and forth the whole that's time for 10 years <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. yeah so uh, definitely my favorite place was uh, okinawa japan yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so what was it about japan that like made you like love it um i guess for me it's just like the culture and the safety yeah. um just knowing that you're in a country that like people really kind of they they respect you and mm-hmm. it's not like you don't fear for your life or anything like that. Like if yeah. I got pulled over by the cops, I didn't think I could get shot or something like that. Yeah, the way yeah. things are here now. Yeah. Um. There's no. There's no guns or firearms over there other than the military personnel that oh, are there. Okay. But it's yeah. very, very safe place. A good place to raise a family. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, how many years were you out there? Um. All together, I want to say about four years. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always heard great things about Japan. Yeah, it's, it's um, great. <laughs> I've never been, though, but I do plan on going in the future. You gotta but, take a trip. Yeah. So what would you say, I know you mentioned, like, um, you kind of got peer pressure, like, in the beginning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you enjoy, though, like, your, your time there, or was it, like... Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, 
it was my first time, you know, living on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, basically becoming a man. (laughs) Like I was 19 when I joined and uh, I learned a lot about myself and everything like that. But I definitely enjoyed my time in the Navy. Yeah. And how was like being like that transition from being like from a small town and then you go to like a bigger city you're like oh shit was it like hard for yeah. you to like adapt <laughs> about that so it was a culture shock so you know like los banos doesn't have a big black community yeah so i've never been around like a lot of black people like yeah. i was in uh my first duty station portsmouth virginia mm-hmm. so i had to get used to seeing that many black people in walmart yeah. and stuff like yeah. that and then like it's not i mean virginia is not technically the south but yeah. they still have that southern hospitality mm-hmm. so everybody greets each other when they pass each other even yeah. if they don't know each other so mm-hmm. i had to get used to that and right this is very very different from california yeah <laughs> So when you would come back to, would you come back to visit Los Banos or would you like just stay working? Um, yeah, um, periodically. I think I came back and visited, uh, I want to say about four or five times throughout my oh, career. Okay. Yeah. Came back, just yeah. saw the family, saw the friends. Yeah. Yeah. So like, because uh, that's one thing I noticed that like a lot of people that like stay locally and don't like go out of like anywhere like to look at different cultures and stuff, they don't mm-hmm. really realize how much there is out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what was like, what are the first things that you said that like, Oh, shit, like, when you did come back home, like, oh, my, like, Los Banos doesn't change. Um, shoot. Uh, let me think. Or was it, like, some, <laughs> was it, like, some time, like, how, how long did time go by that you came back home? Um, so, right after A school, that, uh, three months after boot camp, mm-hmm. um, I actually came back home and, uh, visited before I went oh, to my cool. first duty station. Yeah. So, that was, like, my first time coming back home, and it mm-hmm. was kind of funny, uh, immediately when i came back home i decided i wanted to throw a party out here yeah so we threw like a big like we call it the project x party oh my, oh i think yeah. i heard about that <laughs> that's funny and i don't know why but we ended up throwing a party and yeah. uh but i mean i guess in that aspect that never changed like i came back home and immediately did the same exact thing that i was doing before i joined the military yeah. by throwing house parties so yeah yeah that's one thing like i noticed that is is like when you come back home and stuff, some things, things just don't change. Like, Los Banos yeah. is always going to be, like, Los Banos, which is cool oh, yeah. in a sense because it's, like, that hometown <laughs> shit. But, like, it's, like, it just don't change. Like, yeah, even now, like, I, I feel like it hasn't changed too yeah. much. <laughs> so, um, during your time in the military, which is, like, about 10 years, you said, mm-hmm. how did you, like, stay motivated? Do you still have, like, the same interests you have now, or how did you stay motivated? Um... After I got used to being in the military and like my job is just medical, so it kind of is like a it's like a nine to five. Yeah. Um, I in Portsmouth, I worked in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So my first job over there, um, I worked in the central processing department in the mm-hmm. OR. So I was just cleaning and sterilizing equipment all day. Yeah. And that was kind of draining and like tough. Yeah. But my motivating factor to that was just um, just living life pretty much. So yeah. we would just go out. We would visit Virginia Beach, club yeah. a lot. We were young, you know, yeah, being sure. very reckless, of course. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. What <laughs> yeah. would you say was, like, one of the, the coolest experiences you had while doing that? Uh, in the Navy? Yeah. Coolest experience? Oh, man. Um, definitely, um, probably flying on different helicopters is, like, mm. this new type of helicopter they have is called the v-22 osprey yeah. so it's like a twin rotor helicopter uh-huh. so i was actually like a patient on one of those i oh, was a, a fake patient yeah, and, yeah. And we were simulating because we were training that's crazy did you ever have like a time where you didn't know what you were doing uh all the time really? I mean, <laughs> the navy's or the military in general yeah. you'll just you, you'll be doing you'll be counting boxes and 
You don't yeah. even know why you're counting the boxes because yeah. leadership isn't telling you any information or why you're doing it at all. Yeah. So you have those times in the military all the time where you're just like, what are we doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I've always wondered, like, uh, if, if, especially because, like, in the military, because I feel like there's just so many eyes on you at one oh, point. Yeah. But then again, it's like, I don't know, because I'm from the outside looking in. But yeah. do you, would you, like, recommend, like, someone from when you signed on, like, the age you were at? Would you recommend for them to to join the military? Um, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's a good idea if you're unsure what you want to do mm-hmm. um, right out of high school. Yeah. Um, it definitely puts you right in the real world. Yeah. Gives you real life experiences. It mm-hmm. grows you up very yeah. quickly. Makes you responsible, of yeah. course. Um, and yeah, it teaches you good things like leadership, um, courage, just yeah. <laughs> a bunch That's of stuff. Awesome. The, um, and you, you finished your service. You said... Um, Last year? Yeah, uh, yeah. I got out in technically April of 2020. And how did it feel to, like, officially be done with it? Oh, uh, it's like a, a weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. Like, you feel like you regained your freedom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. I hear that a lot. Why? <laughs> because, like, the military, like, it's just, like, one of those things where, like, you can't do a lot of things. Like, I couldn't have this hairstyle. I couldn't have yeah. dreads at all if I was... <laughs> really? They were super straight on that? Oh, yeah. Like, you can't yeah. have anything like that. You can't have too many piercings some branches you can't have too many tattoos or anything yeah. like that yeah it's very very strict and just like it's just a big weight lifted yeah. off your shoulders did you feel like a lot of pressure when you did get out of it like when you did put your time and you put 10 years did you feel any pressure afterwards yeah uh because right when i got out i had been i recently got married uh, mm-hmm. to my wife for a year and yeah. we had a baby hey, <laughs> as well dope. so yeah. like it was a lot of pressure just yeah. getting out and just trying to figure out life and like what yeah. am i going to do next what's my next move yeah. yeah and then last year out of all years 2020 was a yeah <laughs> yeah definitely understandable yeah. yeah i noticed that like um a lot of red- veterans like after they put in their time it's like there's just so much pressure on them and oh I, yeah and i think uh like society and or like the general public doesn't realize that shit because like we're just like oh thank you for your service but it's yeah. like mentally you're like going through a lot of shit yeah and <laughs> like, even like right when like before you get out like everybody that's still in right yeah. before you get out they're telling you like dude like don't get out like you're gonna fail yeah. like all these things like life is really hard on the outside like yeah. don't just just stay in for 20 yeah everyone tries to pressure you to stay in but yeah there's a lot of that but yeah <laughs> yeah i did notice that too like they they, they want you in there for a long time oh right? yeah <laughs> yeah but 10 years is already a long time it is <laughs> yeah it's a long time it goes by fast though yeah yeah so um what did like well, you you started your youtube mm-hmm. um how, what year did you start that oh i want to say 2017 okay yeah <laughs> so then uh you were you were still in the military then when you started i was yeah, yeah. so you started it based off of your car yeah. <laughs> okay, to so the listeners that aren't into cars, what kind of car do you have? Uh, I have a 2014 Corvette Stingray. Okay, yeah. and, w- and that car's beautiful. I just seen it right now. Thank you, thank um, you. Why did you pick that car? Um, For a few reasons. Um, The car prior to that, I had a 2013 ZL1 Camaro. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. And that's like a supercharged V8 that's mm-hmm. really, really atrocious on gas. Mm-hmm. So I was getting like maybe like... 10 to like 12 miles per gallon yeah <laughs> so i was like i can't do this anymore yeah. so and I had... did you drive it far or not really uh actually I, yeah i drove it pretty far mm-hmm. i mean i had it for about nine months um i actually did a cross-country road trip in it because i bought it here in mm-hmm. uh morgan hill actually mm-hmm. and then i drove it back to virginia Damn. so <laughs> i've done crazy. that drive a few times like back and forth in Damn. like various different cars because yeah. of the military 
That's but, uh, crazy. That was kind of my driving factor in getting a different car that was more um, gas-friendly. Yeah. So I, I went with the Corvette. Yeah. That's, it's a beautiful <laughs> car. Thank you. And what was, like, what, uh, what was your favorite thing, I guess, favorite project you've done on it so far? Oh, uh, shoot. Favorite project was probably... Um, Maybe the tail lights I just put on it yeah. or the exhaust system. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Do you ever get, like, tired? Because it's, like, every, <laughs> I feel like everyone breaks their necks when they see it. Yeah. Do you ever get tired of that or no? Um, You're like, nah. No, it's just kind of, I don't know. I mean, it does bring, it does attract a lot of attention. Yeah. And it's just something that just comes with the car you gotta right. get used to it and you just yeah. gotta be an approachable person and friendly to people people yeah. are always gonna come up to you at the gas station like dude let me take a picture of it or yeah. whatever so that's just, true I can't even think about that I just try to be a people person and tell yeah. them what I can about it or what, answer any questions they have about it yeah <laughs> are you normally like introvert or are you more like extroverted um I would say introvert for yeah, sure for yeah sure. <laughs> I try to keep yeah. it myself um I noticed that like cause I have like a few like car friends that are like Mm-hmm. are super low-key and they're like shy and i'm like oh yeah your car gets a lot of attention so they, they <laughs> kind of have to like break that barrier and stuff but yeah uh that's kind of funny though like that you have to low-key kind of be outgoing because people are going to stop you regardless oh, of, yeah. like oh yeah where you're at with your car it's good it brings out uh the i don't know what to call it but it brings it the kinda, charisma out of you yeah there, you know? like because <laughs> it's you know what what i notice is that like no matter how like shy someone is like if mm-hmm. they're into like a certain thing you could get them to talk about that certain thing. For sure, yeah. Uh, especially if your car is, like, you yeah. know, one of your favorite <laughs> things, you know? Yeah. But um, another great thing about your YouTube, you also, which is one of my favorite things, is the shoe content. Okay, yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah. you've been into shoes <laughs> for a minute. Yeah, I've been collecting for a little while. I wouldn't call myself, like, a, a full-time sneakerhead because I know real sneakerheads yeah. that own stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> I, um, I noticed that uh, the shoe content which I, I like. I mean, I'm nowhere near a sneakerhead or anything like that, but yeah. um, I wanted to ask you, because you, you've been rocking sneakers for, like, since was since high school. I feel like you've always had, like, the cool yeah. shoes and shit. Uh, yeah, I tried. If I could afford it, I didn't really have jobs, so I was doing bad things to get money to buy shoes. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I would, uh, what did I start with? I, I used to have a lot of Dunks, a lot of SBs. Uh-huh. Um, I was into Supras back in the oh, day. Oh, back in the day, yeah, Supras yeah. Supras were cool. But yeah. Um, cause like from back then to now, I feel like the shoe world has changed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> from like resellers to like quality of shoes, and I wanted to deep dive on that because I okay. feel like you get it with yeah. like the whole um, not only just like the quality of the shoe, but like how um accessible or non accessible they are and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, what differences have you seen? For sure. So, I mean, I started really, really collecting when I was in the military because I finally had a good source of income to buy yeah. shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And I was also in the, uh, they call it the DMV area, yeah. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. So everyone's in the shoes over there yeah. because of Wale. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, basically back then, you know, you could camp out in front of a store and that's mm-hmm. the culture I come from is yeah. camping out in front of the store maybe 12 hours at the most mm-hmm. to get a shoe. Yeah. But now it's just like you got to, you know, go online, get download the app, yeah. hope that the bots aren't, you know, getting the shoes right. before you. That's and true. then most of the times I don't get the shoe. So I go, I check eBay, the, yeah. the reseller, see if there's anybody. I'll pay maybe 150 over retail. But yeah. anything more than that, I'm just like, I got to skip it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it's it to me. So, so different now. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, um, especially like now, I think the kids like even. Like the teenagers aren't really that that you into like 
the shoes we were into back in the day. Like, I yeah. think, like, nowadays, it's, like, like I see a lot of, like, Air Force Ones and shit. Everyone's oh, just yeah. wearing, like, white Air Force Ones. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But even then, like, I remember back in the day, like, if, like, your Air Force Ones were, like, had, like, one shirt or anything <laughs> like that. It's like, don't ever wear them again. And oh, now, yeah. like, now kids are wearing them. They you don't can't crease them at all. You can't crease them. Now it's like, ah, oh, I just cringe. People be but, walking on the hills everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I noticed that, but I thought, um, I think it's cool to, to see, like, uh, shoe content on your channel, too, because it's something that, like, you know you're a fan of. it. Obviously, if you don't mm. call yourself a sneakerhead, but it's, like, it's, it's cool to see that because I think one thing about content creation is, like, you're doing shit that you like to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, where do you see your channel going in the future? Um, Hopefully it just keeps building. Um, I like doing the car content for sure. I like doing the shoe stuff as yeah. well. Um, I do kind of want to make it more personal a little yeah. bit. So kind of deep or dive into my life a little yeah. bit and just me on a daily basis. But mm -hmm. I haven't decided to make that commitment. I think once I buy a new camera, I'll probably make that commitment. But um, as for right now, just, you know, building it with the car yeah. for the most part. Yeah, because um, I noticed that you said you mentioned your dad now. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so how old is your daughter? Uh, She is one. Dang, yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> well, she's 18 months now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how how has your life changed now as a dad? Um, It's, uh, I've developed a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, developing a lot of patience and trying to teach this little human being, you know, how to, how to control her emotions mm. and all that stuff. And, yeah. You know. It's, it's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Is it like, because, um, you know, like beforehand, I mean, I don't have any kids or anything like that, but mm -hmm. I feel like beforehand, like when people know you're going to be a parent, they're like trying to teach you like everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it like everything you imagined it to be? Not not so much. I still feel the same, but I have, you know, somebody that's depending like, yeah, on me a lot more. So someone, now yeah. I'm kind of, you know, on my shit now yeah. a lot more than I was before. What's, uh, as far as, like, personality traits, is she mm -hmm. more like, like, you or your wife? Or, like, both? Ooh, so we were just having this discussion, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to, uh, like, sing and dance. She loves uh, her little iPad, so she's yeah. always singing along. And uh, we were trying to decide, like, you know, if she's like me or her. Mm -hmm. And I think she's more like me because I used to make music way, way back in the yeah. day. And my wife's not really into that creative aspect yeah. of making music. So I, know, I think right now she's kind of like me, but... She definitely has, like, my wife's kind of, um, I don't know, not, <laughs> I guess, like, personality a little yeah. bit, but. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, though. I like, always see, yeah. like, kids, I have, uh, like, two nephews, and it's so crazy to see their personalities, like, they're, they just have so, like, they have so much energy, too. It's like, yeah. where did you get all this energy? Like, do you ever get tired? No, they don't get tired. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, so, another thing I wanted to talk about is, like. Just how you're handled, like, now that you're not in the military, you're, like, mm -hmm. and it's barely new. I feel like you haven't even re reached a year that you haven't been in the military. Yeah, it will be a year in uh, in April. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how do you how do you think of everything that has been going on within the past year? Aside from the pandemic, I mean, I know everything's been crazy with that. Um, how, how have you been handling everything? Um, it's, been, it's, been, it's been pretty crazy um, from what I've seen. Um, but I'm not shocked about it because, yeah. you know, like a lot of the things that have been happening, they've been happening forever. I'm glad yeah. that a lot of it's coming to light now and mm -hmm. that, you know, hopefully there's a lot more change. Um, it kind of put me in a difficult place uh, when I was in the military because yeah. our president was Donald Trump. And right. essentially that's my boss. right? Yeah. So I can't really voice my opinion on what I really think of him. But now, you know, I can and. 
yeah. don't know. It is a piece of work, but yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy seeing that too. Especially like um, a lot of people in the military have different opinions too, and it's yeah. like, oh shit! Like, what's your like their take on it is like completely different, yeah. you know? Uh, the the main thing I see because I saw I got a lot of friends in the military, and a lot of people. You know, they're going to stand by the president regardless right. of what yeah. his feelings are and what he says. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. And I think I wouldn't take those people's opinions too seriously until yeah. they're out of the military. And they've seen both sides. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's hard to um, to get even, like, those conversations with them when they're still in the yeah. military, you know. Cause <laughs> it makes sense because it's, like, their job. It's, it's, you very, know? it's very guarded and, yeah. you know. That, that makes total sense. So, like... Yeah. Um, how did you feel, uh, when you like seen everything going on with like the whole like George Floyd stuff last year? Yeah. Um, so initially I tried to stay away from the video. I yeah. saw like screenshots and stuff like that. And then eventually I did watch the video and, uh, I would say, I mean, for the most part, it was, it was disgusting, you know, right. seeing him have his knee on him. And then you hear the people in the background, like telling him like, yo, you're killing him. You're right. killing him like that. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's like, we got to do better as a society. Like, the police, I feel like they need more training. Mm -hmm. I do. I don't necessarily agree with defunding them because in order for them to get more training and know exactly how to handle these situations, Mm -hmm. they need more funding. Mm -hmm. And I think that would help because if we just totally neglect, you know, taking away all their funds and stuff like that, then they're Mm -hmm. just going to be pissed and they're going to continue to, you know, do the same things that they're already doing. Yeah. Do you think, um, like, you know, law enforcement did a good job with handling this stuff with the Capitol the other day? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> that was crazy seeing that. that you was know, crazy. I woke up to it and I saw I saw the pictures, I saw the people, and then mm-hmm. I saw them with the Trump hats. And I immediately, I thought, like, it was Photoshopped. I thought the Trump hats were yeah. Photoshopped on their heads. So I was like, this can't be real. And then after yeah. seeing the video, I'm like, wow, they, like, really stormed the Capitol. Yeah. And But no, they definitely didn't handle it correctly at all it seemed yeah. like from the videos and things i saw it was yeah. like they kind of just you know let them go right in yeah and do whatever they see. want yeah I, um i didn't because you know when i see a lot of stuff on twitter so i didn't know what was real or not you know because yeah. like, sometimes i'm like oh this is like a meme or something this is a video or something and like when i seen it, i was like oh this is legit yeah. this is literally especially when you see like a viking warlord that's like, why stay, like, like what is going ex- on trying to explain to someone that's real <laughs> Yeah. Aside from, because it, it was like, I feel like Twitter gets like the first glimpse of what's going on. Because like a lot of people go live on there and stuff like that, like the news and stuff. Yeah. So when I seen, it, I was like, "This ain't real. This ain't yeah. real." And then I was at work, and then I seen, it, I'm like, "Oh shit, this is crazy." But it is crazy to see how things were handled, and um, and it's it was just crazy. I can't believe we like lived through that shit. It was yeah, crazy. I didn't think I would ever see that happen. Yeah. Like, or- U.S. Capitol was like stormed completely and overran yeah. by a mob of people. Like, yeah, yeah. I had um, I always like wondered because I think, um, even us like now as like, well, we're all adults now, you know, like people from like our generation. I feel like we're like mm. getting old and shit now, but right. uh, but like people from like our generation, we're like seeing it from a whole different point of view, opposed to like kids. Like my little brother's eighteen, and he see- mm. he doesn't really like get it yet, right? Because he hasn't really. <laughs> God, or he doesn't really. I mean, he was born in 2001. Oh, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, he was born the same year the fucking towers dropped, so, right? Um, but he doesn't like get certain shit that's going on, and like, um, I try and explain to him so that way he could like kind of learn. But 
in what ways do you do you think or do you would you want to teach your daughter about kind of like what's going on in the world right now um definitely definitely uh, you know this this 2020 is definitely a year that you're gonna want to educate your children and let yeah. them know like yo this this all this stuff was going on our government was like this this is the worst case, I think it's probably one of the worst case scenarios that we've seen ever. Yeah. Like, this can happen. You should be prepared yeah. for all of it. Um, and I would just tell her, you know, just to be wise and just, you know, be um, observant of your surroundings at mm-hmm. all times. Yeah. Like, you know, know the people you're around. Know what their attitudes are towards these situations because you don't really know, like, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> you don't really know, like if they were to do something to you yeah. or anything like that so yeah it's just a scary world because you just never know not yeah use. yeah <laughs> so uh but I, I have noticed that like um a lot of people teaching now because like there's a lot of shit that we didn't learn in history class and shit you know <laughs> <Right>? like <laughs> you're learning now because we're just so accessible to like everything now but uh nowadays i'm like i'm just learning so much even like beforehand going to like different cities and different like witnessing different cultures and stuff yeah. and like like seeing all that shit, I'm like, oh damn! Like I didn't, I didn't know this. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know like, um, things were like this in different cities or different parts of the world and stuff like that. Right, right. But um, but yeah, I wonder, I wonder how much different like this year is gonna be. Hopefully, obviously, I'm, I'm always trying to think positive <laughs> and shit. But it's like embracing for shock right yeah. now. <laughs> um, but like, what goals do you have for for 2021? Um, 2021. Right now, uh, me and my wife are trying to move. Actually, so mm-hmm. we're looking at houses in Texas. Actually, okay. yeah. So hopefully, we can close on a house out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in school right now, mm-hmm. so I think I have about two semesters left. Oh, cool. So hopefully, I'll be finishing my degree pretty soon, yeah. and then going on to my profession. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to school for? Uh, public health. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. So then, um. Like, with those, like, changes and stuff of, like, uh, wanting to move to Texas, have you guys thought about that prior, or is this something Um, else? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we've talked about it a lot, you know, just mm-hmm. just seeing how California's kind of been ran down. Yeah. Like, you know, things are closed, businesses yeah. can't open, you can't prosper right. too much out yeah, here. Yeah, that's true. I was lucky enough to have a job that stayed employed the whole COVID, but yeah. I know a lot of people that lost their jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's so, hard. Definitely. Yeah. We're just trying to move to Texas, go to somewhere that we know for sure, like if mm. shit hits the fan, yeah. they at least are going to maintain some order a, right. l- a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed um, I have some friends out in Texas and it, it feels so crazy to know like they could just like go outside. And yeah. You see them on Snapchat and, like, and all. And I'm just like, fuck, like I just and it's hard because it's like I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me just like chill because Texas isn't that far away, anyways. You know, yeah. it's like a <laughs> nice drive. But yeah, no, that'd be that'd be dope though. Like, cause I think uh, one of the great things about, especially the beginning of of the year, obviously, is being very hopeful of of plans and stuff. So, do you see that going on like throughout the year, or is it like in a couple years? Um, definitely, probably throughout the year. Yeah, uh, for sure. Definitely trying to just just grow and just you know gain wisdom. You yeah, know? yeah, sure. I think. Um, <laughs> What what would you say is like one of the things that you learned the most within the past year, just even being back home from, you know, serving your is it serving your time? Yeah, I feel yeah, serving you time sounds so bad. <laughs> you can say serving your time. Yeah. That's fine. Um, something I learned in the past year, um, definitely just to be prepared. Yeah. You know, at at any moment because if anything that you want to take away from this whole situation is that. 
at the end of the day, the police may not have your back at all. So yeah. it's up to you to defend yourself and your family. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's that's a good um, good piece of advice too. Because I think because <laughs> honestly, I feel like um, there's there's still a lot of people out there that don't think things would ever happen to them. Yeah. Until it happens to them. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, oh shit, this is crazy. But um seeing especially because I feel like um being in a in a small town you're kinda low key guarded into a sense, like opposed mm-hmm. to like being in a bigger city where it's like you're not in your hometown no more or even in even if you're like here and stuff like that, things could still happen and shit. But I feel yeah. like um I noticed that because growing I grew up in like the country and shit. So it's like you're mm-hmm. very like distant from everything so you you don't think anything could ever happen to you and yeah. shit and then when you do go somewhere where you're like oh shit i don't know that neighbor or i don't know who that is yeah and you shit. could be like, a crazy person right you there. just never know you're like oh fuck i don't know your parents so i was like who the fuck are you right. you know like um but definitely like staying um very aware of mm-hmm. your surroundings and like uh just like i continue to stay guarded and shit you know yep. <laughs> um, but that's definitely true though but do you see yourself getting a different car anytime soon um, I've been looking at the, uh, the Jeep Gladiators. Okay. I really, I would like to bring that to my channel and do like yeah. a whole build on that, lifting it and doing big wheels and all that yeah. extra stuff. But That'd be dope. That may be my next car possible. Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, wait, do you have a daily or no? Or do you use uh, your... No, it's my, my Corvette's my daily and then my wife has a car. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. What does she think about your car? Um, I don't know. She yeah. doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't really, say, she's like, doesn't really oh. say anything about it. I mean, she's yeah. she's acknowledged that it's it's a nice car, but yeah. she doesn't. I don't think it matters yeah. to her at all. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention um earlier, but I completely forgot. Um, when you traveled to Japan, how mm-hmm. different was the shoe culture out there? Um, there. So it, it's funny because like Japanese, the younger Japanese, you know, teens, they're yeah. into like black culture a lot. So yeah. they'll dress like us and like hip hop and all that yeah. stuff like that. So they're definitely in the shoe culture. They'll camp out out there. Really? I remember I camped out on, uh, I want to say New Year's mm-hmm. for the Jordan 11 uh, Gammas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's a picture of me with like, <laughs> like in one of those uh, foldable chairs inside of oh, a mall yeah. in Japan. Yeah. It's funny. But, yeah. the, um, out of all the the shoes that you had a chance to grab at one point, which mm-hmm. one was your favorite pair? Oh man, my favorite pair of shoes. Uh, shoot, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, probably my my Jordan Eleven uh breads. Oh, the breads. Okay, yeah. those are like OG though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone like a lot of like my brother's favorite. I think is the breads or like the. Which ones are the cement great? threes too? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, cement threes. Yeah, are those are old too. school. Yeah. Those are yeah. Ice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, which ones are the gray elevens? I forgot the name of them. Uh, cool grays. Cool grays. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Cool yeah. Those, those are his favorite too. Yeah, I never got a pair of those, so yeah. I think they're releasing them again this year. Yeah. What do you think about like the re-releases? Um, it's crazy to see because I started my collection in 2012. Yeah. So now I'm seeing the shoes that I have now getting re-released. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I mean, it's it's cool because a lot of some of those shoes that I destroy, like I recently copped the uh, the fire red fours. Oh, okay, okay. And I had a pair prior, but I actually took them to a Waka Flocka concert. Oh. And he okay. jumped into the crowd and everybody went crazy. And yeah. I, they got destroyed. They so. got destroyed, yeah. <laughs> Was, um, out of like all the pairs, is that like one of the first ones that got destroyed or did you have like more? Um... I think that's, yeah, that's probably the f- yeah. first one. That's the only one that really got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> I had, um, I was so sad. I had, like, 
a pair of like the flu games and shit. Oh snap! And, but I didn't know how <laughs> to properly. Twelves. I didn't know how to properly take care of them because I'm like, oh, they look cool. I want flu games, you know. <laughs> and I didn't take care of them like I should have. Oh and no. Then, um, and then I didn't take care of my wolf grade fives, which I, oh, so they're man. just beaters, which I hate because they were so great. It's like, hard to look at. It's just so hard, and I was, <laughs> sometimes I wish I could just. Well, I'll probably eventually get a pair, but yeah. Um, I do. I think the, probably my favorite pair would be like the wolf grade fives or. I don't know. I just think they just look so cool to me. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm sad that I didn't take care of them how I should have. Yeah. You shit. can get a refurbished. There's a lot of kids on like Instagram and all that. Yeah. They work their magic. It's like, I don't know how yeah. they do it, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look into that. Do you have um, any like favorite like con- um, content creators you follow? Yeah, um, I think probably the one that inspired me to make my channel was mm-hmm. uh, Street Speed 717. Okay. Uh, his name is Mike. He, mm-hmm. he does like, he started off with Corvette content as well. Oh, cool. So I was like, oh, if he can do it, he's just daily vlogging him yeah. driving his car. So that's kind of how I started mine. Yeah. Um, I like Casey Neistat mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, a lot of, a lot of, oh, Daily Driven Exotics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're pretty yeah. cool to watch. Stradman. Which yeah. one was your, um, like your favorite video you've done? Oh, my favorite video that I've done? Um, hmm. That's a good question. My favorite video that I've done Probably, I did this video where I met up uh, with my friend. He had a BMW M5, mm-hmm. and uh, his friend had a BMW M3 that was supercharged. Mm-hmm. And we actually, he's like, go ahead and take out my car. Yeah. And we ended up racing, like, some random guy that was test driving a Mercedes-Benz mm-hmm. uh, AMG. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so that was, oh, that was probably my favorite video. It's kind cool. of most exciting and spontaneous, yeah. you know? Those are those are uh, the cool ones too when it just like happens like out of nowhere. Yeah, that's the thing and about just, blogging. Like yeah. anything can happen, you know. <laughs> Have you ever like um, tried to record stuff and then you realize you weren't recording? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few times where um, I've done that and it's like sucks because you're like. You're thinking you have the content the whole time, and then you're not yep. even recording. You get home, put it into your computer, like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> what would you say is, like, one of the, the hardest things about having your YouTube? Because you have quite a few videos out. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is, like, one of the toughest things? Um, Just remaining consistent. Um, Just, yeah, remaining consistent mm-hmm. and then creating new, new ideas and videos and stuff like yeah. that. Sometimes... I try to brainstorm an idea. Other times, I just hop in my car, turn on my camera, and start talking. You yeah. know? It just kind of just depends. But the main thing is just, you know, consistency. Because that's yeah. the only way you're going to build in the YouTube algorithm right. at all. Yeah, yeah. And because you, you've, um, you have, I think, I don't even know how many subscribers. Are you like over like a thousand? Yeah, right? just hit, yeah. Uh, just hit over a thousand. Which is a pretty cool mark yeah. because like <laughs> that's just hard to do. Like, yeah. it's really hard to do. Especially like when I went to Japan this mm-hmm. last time, like my channel tanked because i didn't have my car for oh, two okay. years yeah. so i had to just you know make content on japan but yeah. my channel was centered around my car so yeah it's hard. i lost so many you know viewers yeah. and <laughs> all kinds of stuff yeah it's hard to like, especially because yours is like specifically for yeah your, if like, i don't have my car what is yeah. my channel <laughs> yeah that's just hard to, um but the time you the time of what you did have from your car did you when you drove it for the first time did you remember that time? yeah it, I, it was the the strangest thing that for me getting back into my car is that it has a distinct like smell from like mm-hmm. the leather in it oh, okay. that I never noticed before until mm-hmm. I came back recently. It's yeah. like, Oh wow. Like I can actually smell like this new car leather. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, never noticed that. Um, I remember, uh, I had mentioned it before. Like I was like 
driving in town and I seen the car. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, that's <laughs> your car. It was like the coolest thing ever. And then I've seen quite a few like cool cars and shit in my life. Yeah. And then I was like, I haven't seen one of those in town. Is it the yeah. only one in town? No, my friend, uh, my friend Nick has one that's okay. identical to mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, red and much, everything? Yeah, red. Oh, cool. Yeah, red okay, everything. Awesome. We're like little twins in town. Oh, but he's cool. the only one that um, that looks like mine. There's a yeah. couple other, but I think for the most part, it's maybe like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did any, has anyone ever hit you up to like join their like car crew? No, no, yeah. <laughs> not at You're all. You're like, no. nah, I'm good. No, actually, no, actually, uh, in Virginia, I was a part of the, uh, it's called the 757 LSX. It's what is like, that? Uh, it's just like anybody that has a LS motor uh-huh. in their car yeah. um, pretty much can join the crew. Yeah. But I was, I was kind of a part of that. It was like mm-hmm. a Facebook, uh, Facebook group. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, when, uh, this is like super random about mm-hmm. Virginia, I had, um, you mentioned the DMV area. A lot of people don't realize where the DMV is. Yeah. But, like, you know, because you were out there. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about the different culture out there because um, I actually had a guest on a while back, and she's from out there. Mm-hmm. And she's in L.A. now, but, like, a lot of people out here and, like, in the West Coast in general don't know yeah. where the DMV is. Like, what did, what they think is the DMV, <laughs> like, the DMV to go get your car. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what was, like, your favorite thing about being out there in Virginia? Um, I definitely liked, uh, Virginia beach, um, mm-hmm. experiencing like the, the club culture out there yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they're into like go-go music oh, cool. a lot. So, um, you get to a vibe of that, seeing how people interact with that and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like being yeah. like at like a Caribbean place for the first oh, time okay. and seeing people, you know, dance like that. Yeah. Um, what else? Mm. Cause you were like younger <laughs> when you were out there, right? Yeah. I was out there when I was 19 and then I came back when I was like 24. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was a while ago. Not to age you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm an old man yeah. now. It's all good. Yeah, but um, that's awesome, though. Like, So do you see yourself going back to Japan? Um, Definitely, because mm. uh, my wife's family is still okay. out there. Oh, cool. So, yeah, okay. her, her dad, her mom, and her brothers and sisters mm. are still yeah. out there. So we'll definitely visit yeah. for sure. So she's originally from Japan. Uh, yeah, she was born in Japan. She's a military brat. Her oh, dad okay. was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she was born in Japan. Then they moved to California for like three years and then yeah. went back to Japan. She's been in Japan ever since. Yeah. So uh, what does she think about uh, this small, this small town from out here? Has she been, <laughs> does she like it or no? Um, I don't, I don't think she likes it because yeah. she's used to the city being in the city. And then yeah. where we were at Okinawa, it's like island vibes like oh, okay, straight okay. like beach like tropical paradise yeah. so mm-hmm. being here in the farmland it looks different smelling what yeah. farmland smells yeah, like it's, it's, it's a culture shock for her but she's yeah. adjusting pretty yeah. well that's cool though yeah. um and she has a youtube channel as well right she does that's yeah. dope i've had a few videos <laughs> i think it's dope that she has that too because i think it's it's pretty dope because she has like vlogs too right yeah 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 and it's great to see i, I think it'd be awesome to see like con- content with like you guys too. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be awesome to see. Um, I know a while back, I think it was it last year, your guys' costumes. Oh yeah. It was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. Yeah. But that's awesome to see. But um do you have any tips for anyone that wants to like start a YouTube channel and like wants to like kind of start creating content but doesn't know the a direction to go to? Um yeah, just you know, kind of write out a plan, you know, decide what you want your channel to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing is having good tools. So having a good camera, yeah. that, a good mic on the camera that picks up your audio, mm-hmm. your visual stuff as well. Um, yeah. What else? Um, and staying consistent. That's the mm-hmm. main thing. Like for YouTube, like if you're going to do it, it's a, it's a work. Like you're going to, 
And you also got to teach yourself how to edit as yeah, well. So yeah, that's, that's another true. part. So yeah. you, you may want to invest. I invested in Final Cut. You know, I bought yeah. it for 250 Yeah. Because I knew I needed it to edit. But mm. it's an investment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, and I mentioned this before, like a lot of people don't realize like, the investments that go into like hobbies <laughs> and shit. Because they, yeah. they don't. <laughs> Like, they'll want to do something, but they don't want to invest or they don't want to, like, potentially lose money or something like that. And it's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> now nah, you're going to have to, like, invest in, in things you like to do, too, For you know? Sure. And and, um, and not only invest money, but invest time and yeah. um, and it'll come out with great yeah. content. So. You just got to look at it as if you're investing in yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's the best investment you can do is just investing in yourself. Yeah, for sure. That's true. But thank you for, so much for coming out. Did you have Did you have fun? <laughs> yeah, this was dope. Thank we'll you have for to having me. Definitely do it again. Yeah, no, I had um a really good time. And then, um, your username on is it all the same? Uh, I, feel like it's I all think the everything's s- the same. Yeah, yeah Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube is all skateboardly. That's cool. Yeah. Not a lot of people have that. Like where they have the same. Make consistent. That's that's amazing. Can't switch out, right? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> thank you so much for coming out. Thank and you. New. If you guys want to follow him on any social media, you guys could check him out on skateboard at skateboardly. Um, and if you guys have any questions, you guys could hit him up. Car content, shoe content, hit him up. Thank you guys for tuning into today's episode and stay tuned for the next one.